Big visit weekend coming up for OU in the 2024 class. You know that Grant Bricks is rumored to be in town. We'll talk about if Eddie Pierre-Louis is going to be in town as well. But according to a uh, Twitter page, according to a tweet out there, OU's going to have another visitor in the 2024 class and a visitor that will be an Army All-American Bowl participant and is rated as a five-star at his position. A five-star visitor is in this weekend. An All-American Bowl participant, Sam Dubwig. Ever heard of him? He is a punter from the state of Arkansas. Oh, boy, specialists. If ever there was, if ever there was a time where specialists move the needle for recruiting fanatics, now is the time. Hell, can because, he kick? Uh-huh. Can he punt and can he kick? Sam Dubwig, D-U-B-W-I-G, out of Ward, Arkansas, Going to punt in the Army, uh, or is it still the Army All-American Bowl? Yes. I'm just used to saying that. Okay, Army All-American Bowl. Um, again, the number six punter, according to Cole's kicking camp. So his offer list looks like Central Arkansas, UNLV, Harding. Uh, doesn't show any sort of a, an OU offer or, or a big-time P5 offer anywhere. But, um, yeah, according to Sam Dubwick, he's going to be in town on Saturday. How, how do we... <laughs> How do we feel about that, about Sam Dubwood coming into town? I don't, I don't even think Rivals has a profile on this kid, by the way. 24-7 I mean, if he's a punter, they probably don't. Yeah, like Cole's kicking camp is where you have to go to find him. But he's rated as a five-star by Cole's and the number six punter out there. But take all the punting help that you can get right now, even though it's I been mean, a lot better the past Luke couple of weeks. Luke Elzing ain't going to be around forever. Well, he needs to be. <laughs> he, he needs to be versus uh, what, what was it like earlier on in the year. So maybe uh, OU can get some punting help as well with the number six punter uh, coming in this weekend. But no, it's it's really about EPL. It's about Grant Bricks. And I heard you say earlier with Steely that um, not looking like EPL is going to make it into Norman as of right now. And we talked about the Oregon possibility, what, last week? And it sounds like Oregon uh, is indeed going to be a player here for Eddie Pierre-Louis, four-star offensive lineman. Yeah, that's well, and that's a recruitment that I'm just about done with at this point. And if he indeed does not make it to Oklahoma this weekend, I feel as though Sooner fans can just about be done with that one. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's um, I guess it raises the question a little bit as we get towards the end of this 2024 class. Which, by the way, um, the first signing day for college hoops is today. Yes. So we'll look at what uh, Porter Moser got in the uh, 2024 cycle coming up a little bit later. He's already got one signee locked in and another one on tap here in about an hour. But if OU were to not get another commit for 2024, if Eddie Pierre-Louis doesn't happen, if williams Winery doesn't happen, even if Grant Bricks doesn't happen, hell, if Sam Dubwig doesn't happen, who's coming in from Ward, Arkansas this weekend— would we look at this class as a success for OU if what we're looking at right now, the number six class on rivals, the number seven class on 24-7, could we look at that as another successful class? Or would we look at it as, yeah, it's really good in a lot of spots, but they were missing that big-time offensive lineman that they needed? I don't feel like you can be anything but pleased with this class as it stands right now, and obviously you're going to be all the more pleased Regardless of what Oklahoma lands down the stretch here, whether that comes in the form of a guy like Grant Bricks or EPL, I don't know, maybe there's a world in which you swing Kobe Black, maybe you flip williams Winery. Regardless, Oklahoma's got the number six class in the country right now. That'll do. Yeah. 
That'll do heading to the SEC. Well, and I did the class calculator earlier today. If you were to get Grant Bricks right now, uh, and I don't know on Rivals, you're ranked higher on Rivals than you are on 24-7. Again, sure. you're six on Rivals, seven on 24-7. Grant Bricks right now would get you up to the number five class on, on 24-7. So if it's just Grant Bricks from here on out for OU, do they finish with the top five class? Maybe not, but they're not going to be that far off. I mean, it's it's looking... And it's always looked likely, I'd say, right? But it looks likely you're going to get a top eight class this year. Is just what what it looks like to me, especially if Grant Bricks is in the fold. Which that's what you need. It's what you got to have. If you sign two consecutive top ten, well, three consecutive top ten classes, as you prepare for the move to the SEC, then you're going to have ammo. You're going to have dudes, and it's not going to be a case of oh gosh, how do we? Basically, you're not going to run into a situation like you have with the running back room or the tight end room thus far this year. You're still kind of feeling some of the aftershock of the coaching turnover of Mm -hmm. some lackadaisical recruiting by the former staff. And so just keep bolstering this program from the ground up in the recruiting game. And when you arrive on the scene in the SEC – it's not going to be seamless. It's going to be tougher, but you'll be able to compete. Um, we, it is being pointed out to us on the text line, and yes, I'm aware of this. Already uh, writing down notes for the uh, next episode of Diamond Envy that will be released later on this week. Uh, softball signees happen today as well. Yes, basketball, softball, baseball. And if you were to look at Patty Gasso's class this year and the past several years, it's kind of how we've looked at Georgia here recently. Like, oh, yeah, five stars at, like, all across the board here. Number one class. Yeah, Patty's just, just man, uh, uh, unbelievable. The, uh, the talent is not going to run out in Norman because Patty just continues to get star after star after star at every position on the field. It is, uh, it's amazing. Uh, okay, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Gunny says, hell, fellas, I got it. We start JFA and let DG be the punter. <laughs> that was maybe your best punt of the entire year when your left-handed quarterback punted it with his right foot. It really was it was an amazing play. It begs the question, Dylan Gabriel or Josh Plaster? Who has more punts inside the three-yard line? Uh-huh. Dylan Gabriel. I think Dylan Gabriel By the does. way, uh, LinkedIn Riley tweeted at me not long ago and asked why we weren't talking about the biggest news of the day. I did see this. You did see this? Well, I saw the tweet from LinkedIn Riley, who I love. I love, I love that account. Apparently, so this is a post. I will read it verbatim. From a Mississippi State message board. With lots of rumors circulating across the internet, both domestically and internationally, it's important that we level set to make sure we're clear on what is fact and what is conjecture in this evolving situation. Now, this is where I interject. What evolving situation, you might ask? Well, bear with me and find out. Fact! Bob Stoops is a Hall of Fame football coach. Fact. Bob Stoops stepped down at Oklahoma's, as Oklahoma's head coach in 2017. An anonymous source at the time did not expect Stoops to coach again at any level. Fact. Bob Stoops is currently coaching the Arlington Renegades. Sounds good so far. Conjecture. Bob Stoops realized after he left, after he left Oklahoma that he still had the coaching bug. 
Conjecture. The Arlington Renegades are a half measure to scratch his coaching itch. Easy. But college Jeez. football is where his heart is. Uh, I think Bob's doing just fine in the XFL, but okay, go ahead. Fact. At 7.35 a.m. Central Standard Time on November 7th, a plane departed from Arlington Municipal Airport. This plane arrived at Golden Triangle Regional Airport at 9.21 a.m. Central Time. Fact. At 3.29 p.m. Central Standard Time on November 7th, a plane departed from Golden Triangle Regional Airport. This plane arrived at Arlington Municipal Airport at 5.34 p.m. Central Time. Conjecture. Bob Stoops was on this plane. Conjecture. Bob Stoops met with Zach Selman to discuss the Mississippi State yeah, head football coaching job. Bob Stoops plus Cowbell. Yeah, I mean, seriously? Are, are we really doing this again? I in, The month of November does kind of signal in the start of uh, the coaching carousel, but has there been a coach rumored for more jobs than Bob Stoops? Mike Gundy's been rumored for a couple. Urban Meyer's been rumored for a couple. Lane Kiffin has been rumored for a couple. But what has Bob Stoops in the last five years, really since he started uh, or since he stopped coaching at OU, what's he? The, the Florida State job was a rumor. The Mississippi State job was a rumor. Was the Michigan State job a rumor at, I, at one not point? Seriously. I, I, it feels like this I, guy's been rumored for half of the Power Five jobs since he stepped down at OU. Thanks for sending that our way, LinkedIn Riley. And I think the easiest way to address this situation is to discuss it with a man who talks to Bob Stoops on a weekly basis. Yeah. So, Tyler McComas. Unless the phone lines are down like they were yesterday and I couldn't get a call to him. So, Tyler McComas, have you received any indication whatsoever from Bob Stoops in your weekly conversation with him that he has any desire to return to college coaching on a full-time basis? You know what? It's such a silly question or a uh, silly message board rumor that I wouldn't even ask Bob that question <laughs> if he were on the air with us today. I wouldn't say, hey, are these Mississippi State rumors true? Yeah, I, I wouldn't even entertain that question. Um, I've asked Bob this a few times, and I, I think everyone can just kind of see that he's in a really good place right now in his life. Like they, they mentioned, what do they say about the Arlington Renegades uh, coaching job? That it's like uh, not even close to college football. Like, and I think that's the point, it's isn't the it? the point. It's perfect for Bob Stoops right now. Right, he he gets to co- he he gets to watch OU football this time of the year. His season is after the college football and NFL season is over with. Uh, he has doesn't have to be dedicated to it. 11, 12 months out of the year. Trust me, Bob Stoops is in a very very good space with what he's doing right now. Uh, he is he is just fine. I am reporting without talking to him that Bob Stoops will not be the next head coach at Mississippi State. Can I can I report that? Can I put that out? I'm officially reporting that. He will not be the next head coach at Mississippi State. Retweet it, quote tweet it, whatever you need to do there. I'll be the Bruce Feldman of the station for today. I'm reporting that, that that's not happening. Oh, man. And yeah. by oh, the way, yeah, here you go, here you go. You couldn't connect with Bob because he was on a plane to Mississippi. <laughs> they cut our phone lines yesterday. That's why. Christy said, why would Bob fly from an Arlington airport when he doesn't live there in the off season. LOL, people are funny. Yeah, Bob. Bob's probably golfing quite a bit this week 
at, at Belmar is where I guess Bob is at this week. He's not in Arlington. He's probably out there at Belmar getting 18 in while the weather's still nice. I don't think he's out in uh, Start Vegas talking to Zach Selman about the next Mississippi State head coaching gig. Somebody said Bob Stoops to Washington State confirmed. And did with, you did you see the comments Washington State's head coach made the other day about NIL? Yeah, and they have where he like was just zero like, NIL whatsoever. Yeah, he was just like we're miles behind everybody. With all due respect to Mississippi State and Zach Selman's a, a great guy. I think he's going to do great things as the AD out there. But let's just pretend for a second, Parker. Let, let, let's just act for a second as if Bob Stoops did have interest in becoming a college football head coach again. Don't you think if he was available and on the market, he could do better than Mississippi State? Because I think that he probably could. Zach Selman's just a really good salesman, Tyler. <laughs> he would have to be to get Bob out to Starkville. I mean, come on, is that... Is that really where you? Uh, is that really where you want to spend all your time Scott at this T point says, in your life? Scott T says now Drake Stoops Seriously. could be the next coach at Mississippi State. So we uh, we talked about it yesterday on the rush about Drake Stoops' future in football. Um, will he get drafted? Kind of what that looks like for him, and it, it's all about the right fit, right? Do you get the feeling Drake Stoops is a future football coach? Like that's what he's going to do life after he's he's done playing? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, kind of, kind of feels like he would have he he'd be perfect for that. That guy's going to stay around the game as long as he can. I know that much. I mean, you want to talk about guys that love football? Drake Stoops loves football. You know what? Like one of one of my favorite memories of Drake Stoops from his playing career is he, and it was during the COVID era, so it was during the Zoom era. But he gets up there for his virtual press conference after the winning touchdown catch to beat Texas oh, yeah. in 2020. And he's just like, man, I love football so much. I love this university so much. I'm just so thankful I was in that spot to begin with. I, and he just kept saying it. He was like, I just love football. Well, and he's grown up around this program for as long as he can remember. He's not a guy that's taken this experience for granted just because his dad used to be the head coach here. He – Genuinely loves, genuinely loves being a part of this pro. It's it's cool, man. Like Drake Stoops was always a fan favorite. I think he is uh, probably the fan favorite right now with this fan base for everything that he's done this year and throughout his career. It's awesome, man. It's awesome for sure. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line. A lot of text to get to. Yes, we'll preview the upcoming visit weekend. Alex Shield night coming up on Friday, and could Reggie Powers? Be in store for a uh, higher ranking? I don't, I don't know. Rivals think so. Talk about it next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and of course you, the Ref Army as well, listening nationwide on the KREF app. They're listening in Anchorage, Alaska today. Huntsville, Alabama. White House, Texas. Madison, Mississippi. Wyndham, New Hampshire. Fort Washington, Maryland. Johnson, Arkansas, Vermilion, South Dakota, and our small Oklahoma town of the day, home of former Sooner Jordan Woodard, Arcadia, Oklahoma, small town of the day. Ref Army Locator brought to you by Affordable Door Company, where they compromise on the price but not on the quality. Visit them online at affordabledoor.net. That's affordabledoor.net or 405-635-9499. Affordable Door Company, proud garage door sponsor of the Sooners and the Ref. From the 918s on the text line, I'm a retired SEC softball umpire. 
I've called games in Mississippi State several times. They don't call it Starkville for nothing. Yeah, in terms of SEC towns you're least excited to visit, Starkville number one, number two behind Columbia, Missouri. I'm not, I mean, I maybe I end up going to, to Stark, to old Stark Vegas the first time they go, but not at the top of my wish list there in the SEC. Oxford, a little bit different. Starkville, nah, not so much. I would say I'm more excited for that one than Missouri, but not by much. But that's your one and two. That's least. easily the one and two. <laughs> least, easily least one favorite. Two. Uh, I mean, even Vanderbilt, it's like Nashville, right? You can have great food, great time in, in Nashville, but Starkville, mm. Drove through it once going to Tuscaloosa back in OU, uh, or back in uh, 03 for the OU Alabama game. Didn't look like much was going on back then either. Uh, Big Rich in OKC says Nostradamus predicts Drake Stoops is the 2043 OU football head coach. You want to buy into that one? 2043 head coach at OU, Drake Stoops? It's 20 years from now. Drake Stoops is in his early 40s. All right. I'll take it. I'm down with it. Yeah, I'll buy it. He's gonna have a uh, he'll he'll have a path to be the head coach here someday if he uh, if he wants to. But may, maybe he ends up having like an eight year NFL career. Maybe he falls with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and he becomes Patrick Mahomes' favorite target or second favorite target for the next eight years, and he just has a long NFL career, and he calls it good afterwards. I have, I have long said Drake Stoops is an NFL football player, and I believe he will play in the NFL. I don't know for how long, but he will play in the NFL. 918, I went to a Mississippi State-South Carolina game. My God, cowbells, cowbells for four hours is awful. <laughs> um, 806, you're telling me Stark Vegas is worse than Fayetteville? Hey, Fayetteville's actually pretty cool. I've, Fayetteville I've, is awesome. I've been to like three or four Arkansas home games. Um, and it's more really the town of uh, Fayetteville than anything. But yes, I would rather go to Fayetteville than Stark Vegas any day of the week. Actually, some cool scenery around Fayetteville. It's that, that's nice, nice town. Nice town. Jay in Tulsa says Columbia, Missouri makes Starkville, Mississippi look like a booming metropolis. Yeah, I, I just that, you know that's going to be tough for me to go to Columbia next year. I I, I don't know if I can do it. Oh gosh, there's Oklahoma, just so much hate. Oklahoma Johnny says Drake Stoops has a path to the OUOC job next season. <laughs> Are we continuing every single day just to get a ton of texts as to who the next OC should be? Gosh, until until Oklahoma's offense puts up 700 yards. Then yes, I think we will. Should we do uh, one of those Twitter things where it's like, "Hey, text in who the new OC should be," but wrong answers only for the uh, for the next OC next year. The wrong the wrong answers only tweet that you see all the time. Uh-huh. We would have no trouble getting wrong answers. We um, we're getting a lot of Willie Corn text over the course of the past three days. What's what's that about? Other than his uh, connection to Clemson. I mean, I think that's just about it. Just a random name that people uh, are throwing yeah, out? Yeah, and I think it's also groupthink to a certain extent. People hear one person say Willie Korn. They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, Willie Korn. Yeah, sure. Because, again, a lot of these people, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them have no idea who they would replace Jeff Levy with, even theoretically, as OU's offensive coordinator, and who would be an upgrade who wouldn't have to do a ton of overhauling in terms of personnel. They're just a, a lot of people that want Jeff Levy replaced want change for the sake of change. And so 
not everybody has a practical idea of what that change actually looks like. And so a lot of those folks are victims of groupthink. Connor Stallions. <laughs> that one made me laugh. Hey, you know what every team is doing every single snap. It wouldn't be the worst idea ever to have Connor Stallions on staff. What 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 needs to happen for us to have a uh, Jeff Lebby positivity hour on, uh, on Locked In at some point? They have to score uh, 77 points like they did against A&M 20 years ago today for a Jeff Lebby positivity hour? Because it might be best for everyone if that, if that happens at some point during this show. We are probably one more week away from holding a Jeff Levy positivity hour. We're going to need to if things don't go great against West Virginia this weekend. Yeah, if they win like 24-21, something like that, the <laughs> Jeff Levy positivity hour might have to happen. Somebody said he needs to cure cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Duck would be an upgrade over Levy? Oh, geez. I, I shouldn't have brought it up. Now we're... Uh, we're, we're getting all, all sorts of texts now. Smash, about Jeff Smash Mouth Sooner says, the only man to win a natty is OC, Mark Mangino. That would be just electric, wouldn't it? Mark Mangino back on the sidelines. Oh, listen, I'm down around. for it. I'd love it. I'd love it. I have no shame in saying that if Jeff Levy moves on for another job after this season, yeah, man, I, I got no qualms with bringing Mark Mangino back. Mark Mangino with the jump man pullover on, just walking up and down the sidelines. Oh, yeah. All, all the nostalgia from the early 2000s, getting, getting back over there. Kelly and Beggs with a good text. Guys, Levy isn't going anywhere. He's an OU grad and has a great job here. We should be happy that he's a loyal OU guy. We'll get it rolling. Somebody said, hire Ryan Ferentz. We can at least expect disappointment. I, th- I thought a Brian Ferentz text would come across when we, uh, when we asked for uh, wrong answers only for the, uh, for the next play caller. No, um, getting back to recruiting, talked about Eddie Pierre-Louis. It does sound like Grant Bricks, though, as of Wednesday, still uh, has all the plans to, yeah, to make it a that one's not in jeopardy weekend. at all. At all. Grant Bricks will be in Norman this weekend, and I still like OU to land the four-star offensive lineman out of Iowa. So is this going to be, in your thoughts, or in, I mean, is this going to be his last official visit anywhere? Does he take another, or I guess just his last visit doesn't have to be official. Uh, I think there's a good chance. I don't think it's – like I can't sit here and tell you it's definitely going to be his last visit, but I think there's a very good chance that Kansas State visit that's set for November 25th doesn't happen. So if that visit doesn't happen and this is the last one, then it's kind of like, all right, your, your season's over now. You've taken your last visit. You know who your top three is, really your top two. Maybe we would get a decision in the next two weeks. I'm probably not holding my breath because this – this recruitment has been uh, it's gone on for a while now, but you would think at, now that his season is over, he's taken all of his visits, that an announcement would come like maybe in the next two to three weeks after this weekend, I think, maybe, hopefully. To quote a man we all know and once loved, we're close. <laughs> I, I hope so, man. A 918 listener so. says, Levy is the bookie of offensive coordinators. Whoa, Okay. Now it's got – no, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that, and here's why. Two coaches on OU staff have gotten 15-yard penalties so far this year, and none of them are named Jeff Lebby. Until Jeff Lebby gets a 15-yard penalty from the uh, press box or sideline or however it happens, uh, Jeff Lebby cannot be compared to Buki Radley-Hiles. He can't do it. Can't do it. But at the rate we're headed – Someone's going to get another 15-yard. That's back-to-back weeks where an OU coach has gotten a 15-yard penalty. 
Now, I thought the one on Brent on Saturday was crap. I mean, I thought it was terrible. It was a quick flag, and Mike Gundy was walking out to the numbers as well that game. But past two games, man, OU sideline got a 15-yard penalty. Not not great. Ooh, somebody on the 501 says, instead of kicking for chicken, we need to do punting for mutton for Bricks on Saturday. Seems like that's more his speed. I Look, I if he wants to just announce on Saturday on the Jumbotron that he's committing to OU, it would do all of us – it would be a be a nice service that he could provide for the entire fan base. Everyone could be happy for at least a little bit. Frisco no. Sooner chimes in. Why in the hell does everyone want Lebby out so bad? Has it been great? No, but you should be able to beat KU and OSU with the effing wishbone. Just execute and eliminate fumbles, penalties, and stupid miscues. It's that easy. Someone wants to penalize him for uh, having a neck beard that's marked Newcastle. So we're getting all sorts of personal <laughs> right now. Jeez. Hey, um, I did see this on Rivals today. Uh, players in the Midwest in the 24 class who could be due for a rankings upgrade. They had like three listed. Okay. Uh, Reggie Powers is one, man. Nice. Oh, you commit. The one time Michigan State commit completed his flip by committing to Oklahoma last month, and you have to love what he put on film during his senior season. Powers has the size to play in the box, the athleticism to play in the secondary, and should make an early impact for the Sooners. You can't help but love his versatility on defense. So that'll be interesting to see what that means for rivals. He could be due for a rankings upgrade. I don't think that that means they're going to put him in five-star territory, but could high four-star territory? Could top 100 overall be in store for Reggie Powers? I don't know about that. I, he's a candidate for the top 250, I would say, at least for us on Rivals. And a good submission for, you know, one of the more under-the-radar commits that you could be uh, getting in this class, just because you didn't know a lot about him until, what, a month and a half ago when he decommitted from Michigan State. You didn't know a lot about him. You just heard about the offer. Felt like he committed a few weeks later, so you're still kind of learning about Reggie Powers, but he's a, he's a really good player. Really good player. Rivals thinks he's uh, due for a uh, upgrade with his rankings. We'll see where he lands on uh, on signing day. Uh, okay, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A ton of text to get to. We'll get to those. More OU football, more OU Cruton, and OU basketball here on this early signing period where they finished in the rankings. Right here on the ref, we're the home Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, early signing day for college hoops, college softball, college baseball, other sports as well. Of course, what, December 20th is the early signing period for uh, college football, right? Yeah, I believe it's December 20th. It is the 20th, yes. Yeah, which uh, will fall on a Wednesday this year. Uh, OU signed the number 48 class, according to 24-7 Sports, including... The number one player in the state, Dayton Forsyth. Did you say number 48 class? Number 48 <laughs> class. Porter Moser sucks. Two signees, which, uh, you know, it's college hoop, so class can be six players, two players. Yeah, well, know. and, you know, we talked about it yesterday. These days in college basketball, especially just – we t- we tend to think about a lot of concepts in college athletics, broad broad concepts, that is in terms of football more so than anything else. But in basketball, man, you don't have to recruit well. You really don't. All you got to do is go to the transfer portal, find a bunch of athletes, make them gel. 
I I get the impression that's what Porter Moser has done, and I know it's only been one game, but I I really like this OU basketball squad here in twenty three twenty four. A lot it's, more enjoyable to watch than uh, maybe the last two squad. I mean, just in terms of athleticism, excitement, they're they're going to bring that to the table more than any other Porter Moser team up to this point. Yeah, and I think they could be better too. Um, Duke Duke had the number one class, by the way, five commits, four five stars. <laughs> nice job, nice job for Duke. Mizzou had the number two class. Five commits, and all five are four stars. Uh, Including a native of Edmond, Oklahoma, in five-star guard T.O. Barrett. Yeah, he was at Edmond North. Did he transfer? Yes, he is at Link Prep now. Mm, Interesting. But yeah, OU, uh, Dayton Forsyth, out of, uh, he he goes to Dale. 6'2", 180, the kid can score. I mean, he's just a, he's a shooter, man. That's that's what Dayton Forsyth can do. He's a, uh, he's a big-time scorer. So we'll see if he can do that when uh, he gets at Norman. Uh, but uh, OU, the number 48 class uh, in college hoops. And the number 6 class when it comes to college football via rivals, number 7 on 24-7. And I think the number 4 class in 2025, which it feels like they're going to add to that on Friday, Alex Shield Knight of Wagner, six foot three, 225 pounds. If Alex Shield Knight commits on Friday, OU would have the number 1. The number three, the number six, the number seven, the number eight, and the number nine players in the state for 2025. Six of the top ten. And it feels like, oh, you will get Alex Shield Nine on Friday. That, folks, is what we refer to on this program as hashtag OUDNA. Staying in state. And taking advantage of a class that, as we've talked about, is as strong of an in-state group as the state of Oklahoma has had in the 21st century. And we had a text about that earlier in the show. I'm going to scroll down and try and find it. Basically asking us if, you know, the the way that Brent Venables is recruiting in state right now, if that's really going to hurt uh, Mike Gundy. And I, I guess what we found out, I, I've been waiting for the lack of recruiting to catch up. Here it is. Josh in Tulsa says, Tyler and Parker, do you think BV concentrating on recruiting Oklahoma is going to hurt OSU's recruiting and to what extent? I.e., where do they go if the pipeline is cut off? Thanks for your time. Well, I've been waiting for a while for OSU recruiting in the 50s and in the high 40s to catch up with them, but it's just not happening, man. It's just not, it's just not happening. And, and even though that Brent Venables is more active in the state, it's not like Oklahoma State has necessarily owned recruiting in the state of Oklahoma recently. So they're going to continue to recruit a lot of three-stars and... Develop them up, essentially, is I I don't think it's going to affect Mike Gundy and OSU all that much because I, I haven't in a while. Can I say something controversial? Uh, please do, yes. I, I think there that. is a very legitimate argument that, all things considered, Mike Gundy and that Oklahoma State staff develop better than any other program in the nation. Any program in college football? Yes. No one develops better than Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State. I think when you you're going to pick some, you're gonna, you're probably going to pick a, a couple fights there on the text. I, line I imagine that. I will, but when you look at the average caliber of player that Oklahoma State has recruited over the course of the Gundy era, and then you look at the results, it is astonishing, man. Because a program that recruits at that level, you would at the very least expect that they'd have some pretty significant bumps in the road and seasons where it just 
they didn't have anything going for them. Programs that I think do a good job of, you know, maybe not recruiting in the top 15 every single year and still putting out pretty good football teams consistently. Kyle Whittingham and his staff at Utah, I think, do a pretty good job of that. Uh, Chris Kleiman in Kansas State recently kind of fit that mold as well. I'm trying to think of uh, anyone else that necessarily comes to mind. Mark Stoops in Kentucky, you know, they're still getting good recruiting classes, but they've been pretty consistent out there at Lexington. Those are just a few staffs that come to mind that do a really good job of uh, recruiting and developing. I think if Mike Gundy and his staff took recruiting seriously, because they do not take recruiting seriously, they have the lowest recruiting budget in the Power Five. I think if that staff took recruiting seriously, they would be the class of the new Big 12. Who is going to be the class of the new Big 12? Utah? Gosh, I forget Utah's coming to the Big 12. Yeah, Arizona this and Arizona State so, are too, and I forget about those as well. This is all just well. so hard to track these days. Because, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the new Big 12. I'm still thinking, oh, the current Big 12 minus OU in Texas, right? It doesn't even register in my head yet that, oh, not only do you have Arizona and Arizona State coming, but you got Utah and Colorado as well. Uh, From the 405, too many Oklahoma kids. Look at the history. We need Texas kids. Texas high school football is so much better. Yeah, well, if you like Texas kids. Why can't you have both? Yeah, I I mean, in a state that we think, well, I should say in a class that we think could be one of, if not the best ever that the state has produced, that is a year where you go take seven, eight, nine kids in state. And I don't think that that's going to be the norm moving forward, is that you have eight or nine scholarship kids from the state of Oklahoma. But if you've got legitimately ten players in state that are high D1 players, you go and take those players. I, don't, I, I think it's that simple. You can go get Oklahoma kids and go get Texas kids as well. Eight of Oklahoma's 27 scholarship commits in the class of 2024 are from the state of Texas. So you have very strong Lone Star State representation. And trust me, the Sooners are going to recruit the state of Texas very heavily in the 2025 class as well, particularly on the offensive line. And it says look at the history. Um, and look, Texas high school football is great, and it's been great for OU. But who's the last team to win a national championship based uh, with a majority of Texas kids? I mean, it's a great state for talent, no doubt. I'm not denying that. It's easily top three. But has there been a program recently that's loaded up on Texas kids and won a championship? Texas in 05 is the last one I can think of. Might have to go all the way back to Mac Brown and Vince Young. I don't – I mean, there's not there's not anyone else, so, so it has to be. Go get Texas kids. Go get Oklahoma kids. Go get Kansas kids in the Kansas City area. Hell – Keep going to the state of Washington to get players like you had the past couple of cycles, right? Or at least you tried to get uh, uh, Braden Platt out of the state of Washington. So, yeah, yeah, I just continue to be active in the state because the state is producing some really good players right now. Uh, 918, Texas recruits are talented and that cannot be denied. But Oklahoma kids who are a fan of the program growing up playing with their heart, imagine half a dozen Drake Stoops on the field. (laughs) I think... I think if you can have, and obviously you can't have an entire roster full of Drake Stoops, but if you can have three or four guys in your lineup every year, you're starting 22 that fit the mold of a Drake Stoops, for instance, somebody that just works their tail off, loves the University of Oklahoma, has always had a desire to put on for the University of Oklahoma and help the program excel. 
man, that's going to lift your bottom line tremendously. Indecisive Sooner says, what's the percentage JFA transfers after this year if Levy leaves? We get asked this question so much. He's going to be the starter at the University of Oklahoma and SEC program next year. I bet Jackson Arnold's going to be just fine regardless of what it looks like. I think he'll be the starter here. How about that? Thank you. Can we just leave it at that? I, I'm more than He's going to transfer to Mississippi State to play for Bob Stoops. Huh? Since we already heard from message board geniuses that Bob Stoops is going to be the next head coach at Mississippi State. Eye rolls. He's just going to go win another championship with the Arlington Renegades next year. That's what's going to happen. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll close up locked in next. Dorsey Jones, Buick, GMC, and El Reno bring you this hour of Locked In. Dorsey Jones, they pride themselves on having the best service technicians and friendly service advisors that put your needs first. They also have half-price oil changes on Saturdays. Go check them out in El Reno. Dorsey Jones, Buick, GMC. By the way, we have some new red ref koozies to give out on Saturday. A lot of KREF listeners, Ref Army members, have our... uh, black koozies that we've been giving out for a couple of years got the new red koozies in so uh if you come by uh, yo pablo or balfour of norman on saturday should be able to hook you up with one of those red uh, ref koozies they're pretty sweet they're awesome big fan of those you see what's going on at nc states with quarterback mj morris yeah where he's like opting out of the rest of the season to hit the transfer portal basically yeah he was i guess he played last year and did some nice things but then nc state was like yeah we're still going to go get Brennan Armstrong from the portal and probably start him over you. Uh-huh. They start Brennan Armstrong. They bench him. They bring back in MJ Morris. He's played okay through four games, and now he's like, yep, sitting out the rest of the year. I'm going to test the waters and see who's interested. Yeah, you know what they wow, say about man. karma. <laughs> wow. You use the transfer portal to recruit over a guy. That guy becomes your starting quarterback and excels. And he uses the transfer portal to dodge you. I'm so cl- I'm so glad this text came in because I have this down in the rundown sheet. What happened to our tech buddy is what I wrote down. Someone from the 501 from the state of Arkansas says, have we ever found Aaron in Lubbock or is he holding Micah Hudson hostage until signing day? We haven't heard from Aaron in Lubbock in about three weeks now. And I'm starting to get worried. I don't know what we need to do, but I thought we had Aaron in Lubbock flip to be an OU fan. Yeah, we do play yeah. the Joey McGuire clip quite a bit, saying everything runs through Lubbock. Maybe that chased him off. But... He might have got an oil and gas bag. Mm. Jack might have just said, nope, we're putting a stop to this. Maybe so. They felt like he was on flip watch. Clinton Tulsa says, what are the chances that we get the same inept officiating crew this week? I haven't checked to see the officiating crew, but does it matter which officiating crew at this point? I don't think that's the I don't think that's the only inept uh, officiating crew when it comes to OU. I've seen various ones throughout the conference for the past few weeks or for the past few years, I should say. They're not the only one. Nine one eight. As long as most of those Oklahoma kids are getting offers from other three to five top programs in the nation, you have to bring them home. So we used to get complaints about OU not doing a good enough job in the state, and now that they're being active, Parker. We're getting complaints by some that they're way too active in the state of Oklahoma. So I'm trying to figure out what the right balance is here. Here's the thing, Tyler. Fans are always going to have things to complain about. Won't always be the same fans. In some cases, it will be the same fans because some fans just 
all they do is complain. But you're never going to satisfy everybody with the way that you execute your philosophies as a staff. And one of Brent Venables' philosophies is, hey, we're going to recruit the top kids in the state of Oklahoma. That's what they've done. That's what they've prioritized. And they've been successful with it. I mean, Danny Okoye, in-state kid, his final three were Texas and Tennessee. Had some SEC offers in there, so clearly he's good enough for an in-state kid. Devin Jordan, um, did he have – he had an Alabama offer, correct? He had Bama. He had TCU. um, He had several others. I mean, Andy Bash, you get him on a PWO, essentially, where his school's going to be paid for. So there are good players in the state. It's not as deep as the state of Texas. No one's going to argue that. But the upper echelon players in the state, especially for 24 and 25, are really good. You, you go get those players out of your own backyard. It's, it's really that simple. And Andy Bass, I've said it time and again, Andy Bass is the perfect example of the type of kid that Mule Shoe would have looked right past and not given a second thought to because his philosophy was, well, we're bigger than Oklahoma kids. We're going to recruit nationally. And Andy Bass would have gone and been a gem at, like, Syracuse or Kansas State. Indecisive Sooner, please answer this text. Where is Jaden Gibson? Well, I found him for all of one play on Saturday when he was on the field. I don't know, man. Um, Drake Stoops feels like your best trustworthy option right now at wide receiver, but Jaden Gibson's been really good when given opportunities. So I hope that somehow he gets more opportunities down the back half of the season. Because I think he had... I think this offense could benefit if you're throwing the ball to him. The rush is next right here on The Ref.